done a lot of grunting, what should I do now? You know, I'm gonna stick with more grunting. Mother of God. People time in the creaky chair. Oh shit, I was gonna change mine out. Fuck. <laughs> The creaky chair is just the third person. Yeah. That's fine. That's like it's got its own ring to it. He's going to be gone next. Hopefully, I'm going to be smart and remember. I don't know. If you take him out, I'll just sit on him. Okay. I like sitting on a guy. Or a, hmm? a, a chair. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's not what. I like sitting on the chair. It's not what you said. Actually, your chair has more padding than mine. Yeah, the, the matter of fact, the chair you're sitting on is not necessarily my favorite for long term. Seems to work out. It's not a very high-end chair. It looks like it's from the Goodwill. Yeah, don't see that. Melissa painted it and shit. Well, no, it looks nice. Like, I can tell that she did something to it, but the style, like, oh, yeah. this was not purchased recently. Yeah, yeah. Like, the first person who bought this is dead now. I think we got it from DI. Yeah. It yeah. was handed down and down and down. The paint job's nice. Yeah, she picked a good color. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the sh the chair show. Uh, oh, Jesus fuck. Christ, we are so bad at this. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just cut all that part out. Just people time. That's where it starts. People time. <laughs> fuck, uh, fucking people time. We're people fucking time. people all the time. Yeah, well, I'm not. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yep. Just well, like not in, right now. In my mind. In my mind, I'm fucking them. Oh. Fucking with them. <laughs> with them? Yeah, with them. <laughs> and then I talk about it on the on the recording. Hmm. Hmm. Everybody's really psyched about it. Actually, in, in local news, my the gas station by my house raised their prices on, on peps. What? How much? It's nine fifty. What was it before? Nine fifty for a twelve. It was eight fifty. A dollar. Last I looked at it, and when we when I first moved into this neighborhood, it was seven fifty. Shit. I don't know what the percentage is from seven fifty to nine fifty, but it's more than. Well, two years. It's a buck each it's a year. A buck a year. Damn. God, goddamn. Perhaps people are getting selfish. Yeah. Greedy. Give me my cheap beer. That's what you're cheap for. Or, pay us to advertise and give us some of that money back, and we'll. Roll back into the beer. Hey, this segment of the Chair Podcast is brought to you by Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon is a crisp and clean, dirty, cheap beer that you want in your mouth. It's my favorite cheap beer. Hey, do you want something in your mouth? Get some Paps. Yeah. Do you not want something in your mouth? Drizzle some Paps into it. Whatever. It's a weird word, Paps. There's a lot of fucking consonants at the end. I don't know. If that's like somebody's name or what it is, I should maybe we should people time it, Ooh. and then actually, actually try and get advertising <laughs> for my favorite beer. There we go. Uh, you guys don't have to pay me; just send me shirts and, and beer, twelve packs. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Oh, that'd be so awesome. That'd be a pretty good way to be paid out. Yeah. So our that's our advertiser for today is Past Blue Ribbon. Um, the other one is uh, TelepathyMe.com. What the fuck Go to telepathyme.com right now. Use promo code PeopleCode, PeopleTime, and get 15% off reading other people's minds. You get you get to read other people's minds on this? Mm-hmm. That's what telepathyme.com does. I don't believe it. It's you. a great service. I don't believe this. Yeah. I'm getting paid to say it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's real. Never been to the website. Don't care. Well, telepathyme, that goes a little bit into our people time story then, huh? A Actually, bit. a little bit. 
Yeah. That that is a trick that um that Harry Houdini did. We're doing Harry Houdini. Yeah. You're a you're a magician, Harry. I didn't same, do the voice or anything. I just, same guy. You're, you're you're a wizard, Harry. Do you think that's where? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jekka Rowling. Is that where she got the inspiration for his name? Yeah. Do you think? Seems like such an ordinary name too, Harry. She just wanted something. Well, because the character is so mind-numbingly boring, she wanted a boring name. Um, I resent that, but I understand. Yeah, he sucks. He's a terrible protagonist. I love Daniel, though. <laughs> you love Radcliffe? Yeah. I don't mind him. He's, he seems I, like a nice bloke. I um saw some footage on the internet of his uh, genitals. His wiener? Yeah, his, his, he's got big balls. Nice. Big flopping balls. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to see that. <laughs> and I saw his little wand. Not that impressive. The balls, well, you the know. The balls were. If the balls are, are really big, then that probably makes sure. everything. It reminds me of a funny thing I saw online where someone was like, holy shit, if you shave off all your pubes, it makes your dick look huge. <laughs> and then underneath that was a comment like, you should try chopping off your legs. <laughs> it's a that, massive. That's what I did. <laughs> Everybody's really into it. So big balls, maybe it just maybe he's got a normal I mean, dick, but the balls just kind of make it seem. What if you cut off all of your limbs, so you were just like a a head and a torso and a dick? I mean, the only protruding thing is the dick. People would probably be impressed. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much else. I don't have much going down there. I don't have much to lose, so I should try that out. I've just accepted that I'm average or below, so I, I I'd rather keep limbs and just know no. that I'm. Yeah. You mean because you have, like, integrity? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that feels like. I have a little dick and no integrity. <laughs> it's the worst of all scenarios. It's the worst combination. <laughs> Even if I shave my pubes, nope, nobody's nobody's writing home about that. Do you just have, maybe you just have short pubes. Mine get long, it's weird. I have to trim them up. If they don't, it's like, dude, 1970s porn, just big old bushes. Hey, you know, uh, culture is cyclical. Those pubes are going to be in style soon. I've always wanted to get rid of them forever. They like kind of, laser them off? Yeah, it's really annoying. It's annoying to keep having to... I don't want a laser down there. I'm pretty sure it's safe, right? People do that, don't they? Pro- probably. People do a lot of weird shit. I don't really have to maintain... Like, you know, I don't like maintain armpit hair or anything, so I don't worry. I don't care if that... If yeah. I had to, then I'd be like, yeah, get rid of that too then. But I don't maintain anything else, really. I mean, I do, some, I do some basic maintenance down there, but I don't go crazy. No. I'm kind of a stubborn old man. I'm like, yeah, you're hairy, you're hairy. People are hairy. My wife hates it. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking hates it. I think that's probably... The... I don't think she super likes me, but I got her <laughs> locked down legally, so it's fine. Yeah, that'll show her. That'll show her. <laughs> I do tell her all the time, like, well, you know, technically you're my property. <laughs> you really don't need to be complaining right now. We are seven minutes into this, uh, mm-hmm. into this warm opening, cold opening. Well, let's jump in then. Um, everybody, remember, uh, buy Paps Blue Ribbon. Go to telepathymi.com. <clears throat> Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. Now, yeah, I think he's well known for With, being a magician. Yes, mm-hmm. and known as as a his name is also a well known dick joke. I have a Harry Houdini. Oh, I did not know. I haven't heard this one. Well, you know, because like the word Houdini is synonymous with doing a magic trick. My dick is so small; it's a magic trick. Oh, I thought you were like, I'm like, gonna get pop. this appear into you. 
Yeah, or disappears into itself because it's basically inverted. Right. <laughs> inverted? Yeah, I have an inverted penis. I, you might have a vagina. No. Oh. I'm a, I'm a, no, I'm a, I'm a guy. Oh, okay. I have a beard. So, inverted penis syndrome. That's what a hairy... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry that my life has led to this. <laughs> it's a great podcast. Well, um... So I don't know how long this is going to go. I, th- th- doing this episode stemmed from me just stumbling on a book about him just because I, I read. So what book I, was it that you were reading? I actually have it right here because there's a few quotes I want to use from it. It's The Secret Life of Harry Houdini, uh, The Making of America's First Superhero. I don't know why it has that subtitle. Superhero shit never That's weird, yeah. comes up. So, uh, it's a New York Times bestseller. Hey, oh. go buy the book. Did you like it? Oh, it was actually really, really good. Oh, nice. So I didn't read it for this. I just wanted to read it, and it was so compelling that I decided to look more into it. So that, this podcast is informed by actually two books, uh, three documentaries on YouTube, two podcasts, and a bunch of online articles. One seance. I did do one seance to try and get some info, and then one, one Houdini-style porn. Oh, nice. How was the what, porn informative? Probably the most informative out of any of the other sources. You want to see a trick? Yeah, it was exclusively rape stuff. Oh, yeah, mm. I was. I, I was mostly sad watching it, but I the whole time I was like, "This is for educational purposes. You got to get through this. <laughs> this is for science." Yeah, and then also like, you know, it's like when you go to Disneyland, you ride the rides, you watch a rape porn, you jerk off. Uh. When in Rome. Uh. <laughs> You gotta do that, like, what do they call that? The uh, after ejaculation awareness, where you have you heard about this? It's, a, no. it's, a, it's like a really common term a- now. Did you say after ejaculation awareness? Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> what the exact term is, but like, it it's kind of goes by different ones. But yeah, it's like, it's it's ah, oh, it's it's got a better name than what I'm saying, but essentially, it's like once you've come, you are now like extremely smart because you weren't moments ago what like the difference you're not really smarter it's just the difference between oh. needing to come and you're like doing that act and you'll do whatever and during that act get that point and then once you do like what have i done like <laughs> oh my god what did i just jerk off to what or what i, I done? what did i what kind of weird sexual thing did i just do with somebody else and i'm like oh god oh. and it all just comes clear that's a really depressing observation not, I, so, not something I've noticed. I don't have a lot going on up here I already. Say, so. I, I can't say I've ever had this issue, but I definitely would say that well, there's a there's a difference, as Louis C.K. put it, and I know this is a terrible reference to bring up, ugh. but uh, he talks about how he's like, you're like the Hulk, and then you come down to that other guy afterwards, like, oh, what happened? Why am I naked? <laughs> All my clothes are ripped off. <laughs> what happened? Where am I? <laughs> Was there an actress in here I just forced to watch this? Where'd she go? Oh, Louie! <laughs> Why? Oh, God damn it, Louie. All right. This is a, Harry Houdini. Harry Let's bring Houdini, it back. Harry, so when 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 was Harry Houdini born? What, what time frame are we talking about here? So he was born uh, March 24th, 1874. 1874. Yeah, so around the time the Wright brothers were born. Yeah. I mean, late late 19th century and into the 20th, where all the really cool stuff was happening. Nice. Um... I did want to say another source that I did not use for information because it sucks was there is a movie about Houdini on Netflix starring Adrian Brody. Who's that? He's the guy from The Pianist. 
because the movie, nah. the pianist is a great movie. It's it, it's about a Holocaust survivor. I haven't seen it. Um, and uh, Adrian Brody did a good job. He has not done a good job on anything else since. Bummer. He's mostly known for kissing Halle Berry without her permission during like the Oscars or something. Really? He's a prick. Anyway, a this movie's terrible. Don't watch it. That's not one of our advertisers. So I know. So Harry Houdini's known for like opening handcuffs. That, yeah, that's one of the big things. The opening scene in the movie, he's sort of his character is like quiet and mousy, and he's he's got handcuffs on, and then he starts to pick the lock, and the camera goes into the handcuffs, and you hear huge metal clanking sounds, and then metal music comes in. That makes sense. Yeah. Of course. Pans back out to him, and he's fiddling with it in this big adventurous. It's a really stupid piece of shit movie. <laughs> Houdini was not mousy. He's the loudest, egotistical motherfucker. And when you pick a lock, it does not sound like giant pieces of metal. And there's no metal music. Just stop. I'm really <laughs> mad. I'm really mad about this movie. Yeah. I sucks. literally only watched like five or ten minutes and I was seething. So don't <laughs> fuck you, Adrian Brody. Nice. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Harry Houdini was actually born Eric Weiss. What? That's not his real name? Not Harry e- Houdini is not his real name. Not even fucking close. So is that his stage name specifically? Like he yeah. chose it? Yeah. yeah. He, he picked. Why did he pick that? Um, Houdini does sound cool. So we'll get into it a little bit more. But So he his inspiration to do illusionary stuff and magic stuff came from an old school magician named... Um, He's French, so I think it's pronounced Robert um, Houdin. Robert Houdin. Yeah, it would be in English. It'd be Robert Houdin, but it, it's Houdini without the I. So it's Robert Houdin. Oh. And his, he just stole that same. <laughs> well, so he was French, and he was a teenage. Well, so Robert Houdin was French, and when Houdini Eric Weiss was eight, like a teenager, his brother told him that. In the French language, if you add an I at the end of a word, it means to be like. Oh, is so, that true? Not even a little bit. <laughs> His brother's just like, There's no him. indication for that at all. Yeah. I don't know if he was just being a kid and being a bullshitter or if he was actually fucking with him. But because Houdini thought that, he was like, well, so then did, I'll be Houdini. Did he study under him and like, at what age? No, uh, Robert was dead by then. Robert's oh. like early 19th century. But So Houdini... I should, I, I'm going to call him Eric until he changes his name. Eric yeah. found a book about magic written by Robert, and he was so enthralled with it that he stayed up all night long reading it, and that was the next day he decided, I'm going to be a performer, and that's when he changed his name to Harry. Houdini. Well, so Harry comes from, I don't think nobody's 100%, but so his name is Eric. He used to go by Airy. What? Because it, well, okay, so the other thing is he was born in Budapest, Hungary. He's not from America. Oh, I didn't know that either. If you pronounce Eric in America, it's E-R, but if you're from over there, it's E-H-I-R, so it's Eric with an H in there. So they used to call him Airy, and then he started going by Harry. Uh, His other magician that he was inspired by is a guy named Harry Keller. So some people say maybe he just Harry's kind of... a nickname. Maybe it's another moniker for uh, inspiration from Harry Keller. So his actual name is Eric Vice. Vice. Yeah. Which is actually even cooler sounding in some sense because Vice right. sounds like I don't know. Well, so maybe in today's day it's Hungarian and Germanic, so it's Vice with a W, like uh, like yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah. 
or Wittgenstein, but uh, not Vice like like the HEO or the HBO subsidiary that creates terrible content online now. Remember when Vice used to make they would send people to Syria or like yeah. gay suburbs and it was always interesting. Today on on Vice's website I saw an article called Why You Get Horny When You're Hungover. I didn't I didn't know that was It's not I don't know what that feels like. I haven't had that. Usually I have a headache and I'm like, don't touch anything, like don't move. Leave me the fuck alone and bring me some bring me a bring me a jamba juice. And French fries with lots of grease. Oh yeah, something with a lot like Biscuits and gravy. Yeah, something heavy. So pretty much Vice is a terrible medium now. They've fallen off, just like Crack.com did. Yeah, I don't really follow. I haven't seen anything from Vice in I don't know how long. So Vice is also not one of our not one of our contributors. Don't don't go to Vice.com. <laughs> the only good website now that creates consistently good, entertaining content is MSNBC.com. Hey, go to MSNBC.com and use our promo code. <laughs> I hate myself. There's, you know, it, it's, it doesn't get any better than when we start throwing in advertisements that we're not getting they paid for, and they don't exist, and the listeners still have to win. Like, God damn, another advertisement? These aren't even real. <laughs> I can't, can I skip this? God damn it. Stamps.com. <laughs> um, let me back up just a touch. Of Eric Weiss, born Budapest, Hungary. His father is Rabbi Meyer Weiss. What's the what, rabbi? Is that Jewish? Yeah. So yeah. he's like a Jewish uh, pastor kind of minister. Right. Uh, his mom's Cecilia uh, Steiner Weiss. Seven siblings, um, all brothers and one sister. Um, so he's got a lot of brothers. Actually, his brothers are a big part of his life. Oh. Um, I didn't know he even had any siblings. Yeah, he's got a bunch just in case of cold waters. I want to put one up for my brothers. That's an ASAP rock lyric. <clears throat> so in, uh, in Hungary... Um, the Vice family moved to America when Eric was three, I think, three or four. So still pretty early on. Yeah, I don't think he has a lot of memories of Budapest. And he identified as American there after, in fact, he he pretended that he had no idea he, that he would have ever been born in Hungary. He wanted people to believe that he was an American citizen. And he, sure. Was there any reason just did? Just wanted everyone to yeah. just fit in, American? Yeah. With everybody else that's there. Okay. Well, and we're talking way back then, being a foreign um, Jewish person is not always great. Right. Just a lot of... Being uh, a foreign anybody, which is funny because yeah. most people were like first and second, probably first yeah. generations, but yeah. If you yeah, and there's a ton of of people of different nationalities and, and Jewish people coming over at that point who but, ended up defining the goddamn country, but they still had to deal with uh, Irish and German fucks being assholes. Who right. Good times for everybody. Anyway, they moved to uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. I don't know. It's just the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, there's some sense that they just moved to America for the general reason people do for opportunity. There's also a small story I couldn't prove saying that uh, his dad, Rabbi Weiss, um, got into a duel with a prince. What? I don't know. What does that even mean? Like an actual duel like with guns or swords or something? Or They said it was swords. Do so you know how, like... With the prince? He was just like, yeah, I'm going to fuck that guy up. I don't know if somebody bumped into somebody else, but the rabbi, according to this apocryphal story, as far as I can tell, killed the prince. He won the duel. What? And to save his family from being killed or exiled, they just, just go to America. But we don't know if this is true or not. I saw it on two sources, but not all the sources. Right. So, lock that one in. <laughs> um... 
So once in America, Rabbi Weiss opens his own... Synagogue? Yeah. I guess it's called a synagogue, like a ministry. Hmm. I don't know. It's a German only, though. Ministry of Magic. That's another Harry Potter reference. Harry Houdini. Magic. Go on. German only. Oh. Ministry of Magic. Well, he's only German only? Why is that? You know, there are some religious groups who think that German is the tits. Yeah, did they think that after, uh, you know, the 30s and 40s? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually when we all gave up on it. Uh. At the time, everybody thought German was the best. Right. Um, yeah, I, I actually wonder if it's just because he didn't speak any other language. That makes sense. But, um, yeah, he's, he spoke a German-only ministry to the local Jewish population in Appleton, Wisconsin, which I imagine is two or three folks. Right, his family and then some other guy. <laughs> Yeah, the the Goldbergs up the street. I don't know who he was proselytizing to, but hmm. actually, he loses his job. <clears throat> so oh, wait, is it a job? Do they make money? Do they make money, or is it all they like they do? So, yeah, so local synagogues are like, as opposed to a mainstream church, they they get paid via their uh, contributions from right. the from the people, and the people. I don't know. They didn't like him. Maybe it's because it was just German. He just got fired. Just like, a you shitty suck. rabbi, but they kicked him out of town. So Harry and his brothers um, started going out to do odd jobs to support the family. They were grifters. He would uh, work at different places, selling newspapers. He worked at a tie cutting shop. Hmm. Just shit like that. Random. He doesn't, whatever. He doesn't like to talk. He actually, literally, actually said in several sources he doesn't want to talk about that time in his life because it's shameful. Why? I don't know. Just shit jobs. I think, yeah. I think he doesn't like um, not being... Um, Always magical and perfect, but yeah. I mean, he became pretty well-renowned even it, then, right? It worked out. Yeah. So, he, um, shortly after all this awfulness, his dad also passes away. Bummer. So, he promises his father on his father's deathbed to take care of his mother and um is he the oldest or no he's actually out of seven brothers he's like the third so he's somewhere in the middle yeah so no but um his dad did recognize that he was sort of the smartest most industrious one so he was like take care of your mom your other brothers ain't gonna do it <laughs> funny like the, the four other older ones are right right there and he's what the fuck they like he looks and take care of your mother and the rest are just like really what well what about no they're idiots. Yeah. But Papa, Papa, I can take care of Mum. Shut it! Shut it! Shut up! I'm about I'm to die. Di- I'm dying here because of you. <laughs> it's your stupid taking care of your ass for. You're only thirteen. You killed me. <laughs> so his dad dies, and so he um at that point makes a commitment to yeah I'm just gonna I gotta do exactly whatever it takes to take care of Mum, um and he liked to brag the rest of his life that he did. So early on, when he was making odd jobs, he would make sure that she always got $12 a week. Hell yeah. God, what a good son. Man. Yeah. So this is all just his random jobs. He's just making sure he gets at least that much to give to her. Tie cutting shop. Was she not working? No, she never worked. Hmm. She only spoke German Hmm. in Wisconsin. And I'm assuming, you know, with inflation, $12 a week is probably good. Livable amount? Enough, I guess. Sure. Um, 
But this is around the time when he decides that odd jobs are not going to cut it, and he's been studying magic from his, you know, obsession with this Robert gentleman. Does it say how he came across the book? Mm, probably, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it did somewhere. Yeah. I think it was just one of those random things. He was a smart, curious kid. He probably just stumbled on it. Yeah. Magic. I think every kid goes through that phase. I, I did. Yep. Yeah. Where I learned a few card tricks and then promptly forgot them. Yeah. I know one still that stuck with me that I can do. Oh, man. I got into it pretty hard, and my dad thought it was cool and thought it was a cool way to bond, so he went and bought a bunch of magic tricks to sell, and we went and sold them like at the mall. And so we performed the tricks, and then people would be like, how did you do that? I'm like, you could learn by buying our product. Really? Oh, yeah. That's cool. I did it for like... Mostly just did it like around Christmas seasons at the mall. We just buy like you know rent out a little stand and. Did he need like a license to be selling products? Uh, he was a, just a self-employed salesman. Oh. That's a really, I can't decide if that's insane or brilliant. It worked. I mean, especially around Christmas time because people would buy it because for their kids or if the kids were walking sure. around. Yeah. So I mean, it, it did well. I don't think. It would probably do well year-round unless you really wanted to open up like a full-on shop like the ones that exist. But also, online, I think, really took over. and there's not, I don't think there's as many shops anymore. I remember, yeah, when I was growing up, there was one I can recall that was in a mall, but I don't know if there's any left. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not quite. Online, it's cheaper. You can find out more. You can get yeah. whatever tricks you want. So, so he, he ends up reading the book. and. Yep. And decides he's going to go by Harry Houdini and be a performer. And what what age is this that he decides to become Harry? He is twelve. Twelve. He's already like yeah. Yeah. Like. Shit. So his dad passed away when he was about eleven. There was a weird bit of history that I didn't really write down because like there's nothing to tell. But he there, it said that when he was from eleven to twelve that he took off mm. to go find out what to do with his life and he really wanted to be a performer and he refused to talk about this year weird yeah it gave me like a robert johnson feeling and it also so the thing is that that fact or that anecdote came up in some of the documentaries i saw but it's not in the book that i read weird so i have no idea but he's about 11 or 12 when his dad passes away and he goes okay i gotta make money to pay for mama and then go be Harry Houdini. Yeah. And, he's, and what a fucking idea because if that happened to me when I was 12, I would immediately go at the work of the McDonald's. But he yeah. was like, nah, I'm just going to be a professional magician. Yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine there was a lot, it wasn't very saturated at the time, right? I don't, was there a lot of, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of different performers, but a lot of magicians? I don't or, think so. I mean, maybe, yeah, a few. A idea. But not, I doubt anybody at Many people at that point were, like, making a living yeah. where they're supporting their mother. But um, so he's got a buddy named Jacob Hyman who works with him. <laughs> yeah. Jacob Hyman? J Jacob Hyman. Ah, oh, that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. Hyman. Yeah. That's funny. Hi, hi, man. Not the other joke you were telling. Hi, hi. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Uh, Jacob Hyman works in the tie cutting shop with him, and then he has uh, his little brother's name is Theo, um, Houdini's brother. He also called him Dash sometimes. I don't know, but um, mm. because he's going by Houdini, and his brother's name is Theo, he wants his brother to have a magic name too. So he calls his brother Hardine. Hardine. Yeah. Hmm. 
I don't know where that. I couldn't find out where that comes from. At least he stuck with. I mean, at least he gave himself a good name. Then he gave his little brother a <laughs> shitty one. I'm the magnificent. You are the shit bag, <laughs> and we are a magic team. <laughs> um, but with uh, Jacob Hyman and Hardeen, they start the Brothers Houdini stage act. So back then, I guess just because there's no TV, there's no People magazine, um, there was just a lot of. Um, places you could go that had random shit so there's the traveling circus right. the freak show you got vaudeville all these little places where people could just go pay a little bit of money to get on a stage and then charge money for their show nice and harry uh from his studies in magic had figured out a few cool things he could do some card tricks he's dicking around with handcuffs at this point um he had briefly worked at a uh locksmith's shop ah. and there was this fun story where a guy got in trouble for a crime of some kind it was handcuffed the sheriff brought him into the locksmith shop he's like um he is actually innocent but i lost my keys i need the locksmith to fix this and the locksmith was like i'm going to lunch harry fixed this and he didn't know how and so the guy was pissed off he's like you work here get me out of these fucking things come on 13 year old dicking around with keys and he's dicking around with picks because he just sort of barely started there so he ended up having to hacksaw them off and he was so embarrassed by the incident that he decided to take all of his time in that blacksmith shop to learn everything about handcuffs so that came in handy later yeah he's on stage um escaping from handcuffs then they ripped off a version of a trick that they called the metamorphosis where one person gets in a box you put up a curtain you drop the curtain, and a different person comes out of the box. Right. It's been done a few different times. He didn't invent it, but he called it the metamorphosis, where the person that uh, gets in the box is actually the person who reveals that the other person is now in the box. That's cool. It's kind of fun. They yeah. called it metamorphosis. Um, I mean, I can explain it if you want, but it's it's pretty obvious that yeah. there's a trap door in the box. They and, and they They lift up a screen or a curtain. Um, he changed it by having himself handcuffed and then put in a bag. And then Hardeen would lay him in the box, put it down, put fake locks on it, lift up the curtain, and then they would switch. Right. You know, Harry is so good with handcuffs. By the time they close the bag on him, he's already out of the cuffs, so he's ready to go to jump out of the box by the time Hardeen's ready to switch. And they just whoop. And if you do that over and over again, <clears throat> over and over again you, can, you can get that trick down to be done in a couple seconds and really, really amaze people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they called the metamorphosis. He actually ends up using the metamorphosis pretty much indefinitely. That and handcuffs is this from day one to day it's like his calling card. over. Yeah, that's his shit. Yeah. He uh, he gets approached after he's doing these these shows on a – it's basically just a freak show. Yeah. Uh, this guy named Martin Beck is a talent agent, and he approaches Houdini to join Vaudeville, which is like a – it's like a combination of freak show, circus, magic act. Is it traveling or is it stationary? There's they, they can do either, but the one he jumped on was actually traveling. Oh, nice. There are some that are stationary, but vaudeville was mostly like a traveling act where you would have, you know, uh, a guy with a tiger, and then you'd have, unfortunately, some quote-unquote comedians doing blackface, and then you'd have a few ladies singing, and then a magician. Like, it was just a traveling entertainment show. Um, thank God for the TV. I don't want to go see that shit. Yeah. I don't want to go see a bunch of people do blackface. 
Yeah, it sounds of awful. That's on TV now too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, so they're on vaudeville. Um, he actually stays on this circuit for a while, and because of his um, penchant for showmanship, and he's just getting better with handcuffs. In fact, he would challenge the audience to say, "Nothing can hold me. Bring up your own handcuffs and chain me into them, and I'll get out of them." Yeah. And he always did, and then made people go, oh, "This guy's fucking cool." And yeah. so. They kept doing that. They kept getting faster, the metamorphosis. So he ended up being like the top act on the vaudeville circuit that he was running and end up at some point making like 1500 bucks a week. Damn. So I was about to ask how well he was doing. How old is he now at this point while he's on the uh... – uh, By the time he tops out at vaudeville, he's in his 20s, like 23. Okay. So, he, But he's doing it for a little while. Did he start out a little bit younger than that? Yeah. So he started doing tricks as Houdini as a teenager and just kept going up and up and up. Damn. And – just doing that stuff. Fifteen hundred bucks a week, as opposed to the twelve dollars. I I don't make fifteen hundred dollars a week. Yeah, I, and that's that's not counting inflation. So he's yeah, he's making a lot. Fuck. I, I think uh, what I saw fifteen hundred dollars a week translates to twelve thousand dollars a week, like in today's money. Jesus. But he's fine. Yeah. He doesn't need to send his mom twelve dollars. He can send her twelve hundred dollars if he feels like it. Yeah. And as far as I know, he did do shit like that. He would constantly regale her with dresses and jewelry and That's pretty badass. fancy stuff. He like, was loved his mother. Yeah. He loved his mother more than anybody, even more than his own wife, who was crazy. We'll meet her in a second. She's crazy. Nice. But, um... Freak so... out in the streets and in the sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, get me out of this. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> He handcuffs himself to the bed, and he's like, I can get out of this. You She's know? like, I got one thing you can't break out of. My heart. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say something very... <laughs> oh, am I, am I a JJ? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he was like, damn, that's a good pickup line. He's like, all right. Let's hang out. So the vaudeville uh, show that he was doing ends up becoming stationary in Chicago. This is where he makes um, the most money, is on this primary big Chicago stage. Um there, there was a lot of talk at this point where people were starting to wonder how he gets out of his cuffs. They were like, well, they're fake cuffs. Um, that's when he started challenging the audience, like, no, bring your own cuffs, and local police or locksmiths would bring up their own cuffs, and he'd still get out of them. Yeah. So I couldn't figure out what he was doing. Um, there's awesomely – most of his tricks can be explained. His handcuff trick – as far as anybody could tell, he's just picking them. He's just a very good pick lock. Right. But he would often do them nude. Why? To prove he's not holding a pick. So how is he getting out? Yeah. But did anyone ever inspect his uh, hands and wrists to see if he's like breaking fucking fingers or double jointed kind of he a thing? He was doing that sometimes. Ah. Sometimes he would break a finger or dislocate it, and I know he was double jointed. The way he gets out of the um, straight jacket later... I. Normal people can't do. So go see Harry Houdini and his Harry Houdini, <laughs> and he's going to break out of it without a pick. And the cool thing is, is either he's got a way of getting the, you know, hiding the pick and doing it. Which, but if not, maybe he's got a backup plan of like, I'll just fucking break this finger. Yeah. Give a shit. I'm making fifteen hundred dollars a week, motherfuckers. I'll hide this pick wherever. <laughs> and that's that's. I mean, there's a lot of theories about where that pick is, but <laughs> so I read that he had very thick curly hair. Could be hiding it in his hair. Hmm. Um, yeah. There, I also heard that he may have had a dental plate. Maybe he's hiding the shit in his mouth. Shit. I don't know. 
seems like in your hair though you'd have to make sure it stays there if that fell out at any point and that'd be pretty embarrassing you're like oh i've never seen that before i don't even know what that is it's like a pick it's like harry houdini's special pick written on it it's like oh fuck. explain this well it's a trick asshole (laughs) yeah thanks thanks for ruining the show okay i'm gonna go home fuck you um yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, some people also said he could swallow shit and regurgitate it on command. I think that's outlandish. Some people can do that. Yeah. I've seen David Blaine do that, but yeah. it seems like a lot to do a handcuffed chick. Maybe it's just in his ass. <laughs> I don't know. That would suck if you had to hurry and put it in his mouth afterwards to hide it. And like, oh, shit, no. Mm. <laughs> yeah. say, oh, it's poop. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can you feel when it crosses that threshold yeah. in your stomach? Or he comes out of the out of the curtain with the cuffs on like I have to admit to you guys I can't get out of this and I need to run home because I'm gonna shit in (laughs) it's not gonna be pleasant for me I'm sorry here's your money back well it's around this time that he he met a nice woman named Wilhelmina Beatrice Rayner how did he meet her was he doing his magic at the time she yeah he's doing his stage show and she has a stage show as well with a singing group of ladies oh so she sings and she saw his naked tushy on stage and was like she's like where's he hiding that pig (laughs) I want to find it with my mouth (laughs) well so her middle name's Beatrice she goes by Bess and hereafter referred to as Bess. In fact, she's almost exclusively always referred to as Bess. That just Bess sounds like Bessie. that's someone you should stay away from. That person is crazy. Bess? Her <laughs> name is Bess? Yeah. Mm. And uh, he met her in a group. They were singing a song called Rosabelle, which I guess was somewhat popular back then. I couldn't find it online to get the melody, but hmm. he fell in love with that. Um, they were only together a few months before they got married. Um, he's 24 and she's 18. Oh, he's going he's going for that legal nice. age. Even though that's probably not the legal thing nice. at all. But yeah. Um but so she comes up throughout the story a lot. She's just sort of a weirdo I don't know. He he did later at one point like he called he often actually other people called her the most peculiar woman I've ever met. What was it that she was doing, did anyone say? She she gets sick a lot. Which is, uh, I think, in <laughs> terms back then, which means she's crazy. I think oh, she would have she like fits uh, or something. Yeah, like bipolar fits. Okay. She'd be too depressed say. to get out of bed, or she would go uh, threaten the baker. When you first said that she gets sick a lot, I was like, yeah, this poor woman's got cancer. And was like, yeah, she's peculiar. Like, I don't know what's wrong with her. She's always in bed all the time. She's always the- dying. <laughs> I don't know. She keeps asking for medicine. What a weirdo. So it's it's assumed that she's probably just... She's just off. I, I think mm. that um, she's... When you think of like some somebody who's just a little unstable in their brains. Yeah. She just is unstable. I know some people like that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Myself, particularly. Oh, I wouldn't have named you. No. I'm a little off. You pee a lot, but other than that... Yeah, that's not normal. Yeah, you should but get that checked out. The un the really odd thing is it's only... In your here. basement. Yeah, I don't know why either. You got some kind of like pee demon? I don't pee in here pee a lot. Pee poltergeist? Like, yeah, I don't think I've gone up and peed once on all the podcasts. I've never seen you pee. You get up and pee three, four times a podcast, and I don't. Well, but... You also are drinking at the time. Yeah. I don't usually drink anything while we're here. I drink beer like it's like it's going out of style. Like but I am going to have a drink now. It made me thirsty thinking about it. Oh, yeah. You got a big old thing of root beer. Hey, Rup- Houdini Ruski. loved root beer. Did he? No, I have no idea. Oh. Sorry. All right, sorry, go I actually on. don't know if it existed. Um, 
But uh, he and Bess hook up, and they become the Houdinis. Not just that they're married, they're Houdinis. That's their magic stage show. It's called The Houdinis. So wait, is he still with his brothers this time, or are they gone now? No, so Jacob Hyman I never saw again. I think he kind of just took off. Hmm. Hardeen, his brother, actually started his own magic show. Oh, really? Called so... The Hardeen Show, Was maybe? it like uh, competing with his, or was he somewhere else? Yeah. It's oh. actually hilarious that they... Really? So... so if you look into them, some sources will tell you that they were fighting each other the way brothers do. Mm-hmm. Where Hardeen takes over one market and does a stage show and everyone gets mad or everyone goes crazy. And then Hardeen comes in, or sorry, Houdini comes in and they start having this fight. Well, uh, if you remember, Hardeen was part of the troop with him. Right. And they're brothers. They're actually stated as very close. This is a setup. They sound like they're just playing the people. Yeah. They're yeah. having a fake. They're having a fake war. And bringing up drama to make people go to the shows. Sexy genius. Exactly. That is probably the biggest takeaway that you could find about Houdini is the way that he advertises himself is, I don't know if you'd say ahead of his time. It's just really well done. Right. Where in the papers, Hardeen would say, well, Houdini will pretend that he came up with this this, uh, trick, but actually I did. Come watch me do it. And really, they're both inside the same room being like, I just want to say the press. No, no, no. Say this. It'll be no, better, yeah. dude. Yeah. Dude, tell him. Tell me you have a small wiener. Tell yeah. Him, yeah I, I have a small wiener. Tell <laughs> And I'll be like, what? Come tell, to my show. I'll show you what I have a small wiener. Tell him that our parents touch you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Did they? No. Yeah. No. They didn't touch you? Either? Oh. It, was an, it was a trick. <clears throat> That's terrible. Okay, so write down. Okay, write down. <laughs> I'm better than you. So, yeah, it was, it was totally a made-up thing. Yeah. They, they would they would have fake fights in the public to get the public to side with either one of them and then switch it on them and they were just having a good time, but with uh, best they are now the Houdinis and they're doing the same uh, same thing. So um, she's just a, a stage uh, help kind of thing. She's yeah, like, like when you see a magician girl. with a, a pretty lady. Was that ever done before? I imagine it was, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah there wasn't any mention that it that that in and of itself was innovative, but there was talk about her frame. I guess she was like. Four nine, four ten, like really small. Yeah. So she was great for a lot of the tricks he did with, like the metamorphosis, for example. She's very small and lithe. In fact, Hardeen is a, like a big guy. Oh. So Houdini's like five six. Average. Yeah, maybe smaller than average, but yeah. about average. And Hardeen's almost uh, six foot. He's like a big guy. Um, so using best for the metamorphosis was was much better. Much easier. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they start running around with this Houdini show around different um, circuses and shit like that. Um, they love each other very, very much, and Harry never cheats on her. Is that true? Absolutely not. Mm. So they start doing this uh, freak show. Um, <laughs> this is how we're going to segue. They go into the freak show, and Harry's <laughs> like, mm-hmm, bearded lady. Freaky. Um Somewhere I found that they they would do this freak show nine to fourteen times a day is how many times they would do their act. Jesus. Yeah, I think that's how you make fifteen hundred dollars a week. Right, but even then, like, who are these people that are going to the show? It's like, all right, it's eight in the morning. I could just really use a handcuff act right now. Yeah. Get my day started. You think he got bored of it after a while? Like, God, probably not the money. That's probably good money. It doesn't matter. He just loved performing so much. I think he was probably okay with it. But did he ever have a trick go incorrectly? Ever get called out? Mm, a little, not, not really. Not very often. No, I mean, one of them goes badly, but it's more out of age, just infirmity. Yeah. 
he That's didn't later on. Yeah, he he's a he's a hard guy to trick. He tricks you. Right. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. He tricks you into the freak show. <laughs> so they're doing the freak show. Yeah, in fact, uh, there was a fun story from this time in which they're, one of the acts on the freak show was The Wild Man, where a guy dresses up like a tiger, and they pretend that he's like like a half man, half tiger. And the, I'd pay money for that, yeah. The guy, <laughs> what? <laughs> the guy who does The Wild Man was sick or something, so they're like, Harry, can you do The Wild Man? He's like, hell yeah, and so he went and did. How was that a, to be a tiger in a cage for a day? How is that a thing? How's people paying money for that? I'll tell you, man. Before TV, shit was a lot funner. You could go see conjoined twins and a guy pretend to be a tiger and then a card trick in one day. And you'd be like, what a day. <sighs> God, I saw so many amazing things. What Praise was your favorite Jesus. part? The, the tiger guy? That was my favorite part. Yeah, it definitely proves evolution. You know what I'm saying, bro? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's he was funny. half. So a, a tiger fucked a guy. And then that wild man came out. And then we caught him and put him in a cage for our entertainment. Yeah. God, I love it. Let's go watch that card trick again. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. So he he decides to be the wild man. Did anyone realize? Like, oh, that's Harry. Who didn't he do? He's going to do I the card trick. I don't think so. Just, just wore a, a fake mane and yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing to see. I just wrote it down. Um, one other little fun bit from this time is uh, because everybody knew he was so good at picking locks, two assholes abducted him and said, at gunpoint, "What? we need you to pick the locks into this casino because we're going to go rob it after hours. So they kidnap him. Is he handcuffed when they kidnap him? No. I mean, hilarious. They, they, <laughs> like, <he's> like, <laughs> they don't learn their lesson. <laughs> They're like, you're going to do this or else you're, you're going to be in the back of our car. And he's like, yeah, handcuff me, sure. Leaves. <laughs> Whatever. No, they had him at gunpoint. And he goes, and he's like, I don't want to do this. I'm not a criminal. but So he picks the lock to the back door of the casino and then runs inside before they can get inside and then locks it again. That's kind of funny. And they actually stood outside the casino and shot through the window at him with their gun. Oh, my God. And luckily, guns weren't that good back then because he, he put his hand up to cover his face, and he got shot in the hand. What? And the bullet was actually in his – you can look up online. There's an x-ray. There's a bullet slug in his hand that was just there forever he never got it removed no what i i don't know maybe he thought it was cool <laughs> he's like i do i saved my own life with my hand yeah. i stopped a bullet he does seem like the kind of guy who had to be constantly entertaining people so little stories like that's probably great well, feel it like, feel rub this. your yeah rub your finger over that that's my, could, my... let me tell you this story real did quick. it make his fucking hands less dexterity like, that's what i thought about was like yeah can you still do card tricks the same but nothing ever indicated that he was un, unable to and what a fucking, what a hard ass. Fucking A. So did the guys ever get caught? Or did he just, they run off? Nah, I think they just ran away. Hmm. They just shot him and then left. That's what cowards do. Right. This is when um, he starts doing probably one of my favorite parts of uh, of his uh, his tenure. He would go to, he started moving his show around without, not in a circuit. He's not part of the circus or vaudeville or anything more. The Houdini show is big enough that he can advertise himself and just buy stage time. Damn. And he would move town to town. And to advertise himself, he would go to the local police department and say, I escape anything. Do whatever you want. Use all your handcuffs. Use your chains. Put me in one of your cells. Do all that combined, and I will get out. Was he doing uh, the street jacket thing at this time? Is that ever a thing? Uh, it is around this time that he adopts that, yeah. Oh. Yeah, on a tour of some facilities he saw, unfortunately, a, a guy wearing it for medical reasons. And he was like, 
I can get out of that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, and just the kind of guy he is, he just bought one, had somebody lock him into it, and just sat in it and struggled until he figured out how to get out of it and make it a trick. Yeah. And there's just story after story after story of him going to police departments. Literally, they already know who he is because they've heard the stories. Oh, shit, Harry's in town. He's going to do this crazy thing. Strip naked, put him in chains, put him in a fucking cell, and everybody turns around to go grab a donut, and it's like 10 minutes later, he comes walking out with the chains in his hand like, what, what you got anything else? Anything better? Dude, that's fucking crazy. I, I would like to think that like he shows up, and they're like, we totally heard of you, and he's like, yeah, and he starts just undressing, like, no, we believe you whoa, don't do it, and he's all like, no, it's totally fine, guys, I got this. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> I actually prefer it this way, it's nice. Okay, I get off on this, but let's just do it, just tie me up, tie me up, tie me up, tie me up, tight. Dude, oh, tie me up. Sir, he's erect. <laughs> just tie him up. That's just so you know that I'm not hiding anything underneath between. <laughs> it, just just don't worry about it. It's definitely not because there's a pick in there. It's not why it's standing up straight. Well, and the other funny thing is he actually made a joke about this. He's like, how many times he heard the joke from the police saying, glad you're not my prisoner. Ha, 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 ha. Right. He was like, they told that joke so many fucking times. Like every single one of them thought they were so fucking clever. He's like, yeah, I never heard that. That's great. Yeah, good job, chief. <laughs> So he'd break out. He'd break out of the cells. You said too. He'd break he out. He could pick any lock. Didn't give a fuck. It seems like just like a, such a useful, like it's it's kind of a good thing he got into. I guess like you know the career he got into. Or there's like that's what the real secrets are. Is he was actually robbing the shit out of everywhere else that he wasn't performing. That's kind of never got caught. I kind of wanted that to be the case that he had a shady side, but I never found anything. Probably like that. doesn't. In fact, I found the opposite. So that book I talked about earlier, if you're so inclined just speculatively over and over again tries to weave together a story that he may have been a spy. What? For I, who? I was not convinced of it by the end of it. But because he's great at, at escapes and he's really fast and charming and, and the Secret Service at the time is not what it is now, obviously, and there's no FBI or CIA yet, so any espionage that needs to be done is done by the citizenry hired by the Secret Service. And that's true. Yeah. And he did have contacts in those circles, but I don't know. It's not that it doesn't prove anything. Yeah. It's interesting. A fun idea. Go look it up. When would he be doing anything if he's traveling around all this time though and doing Well he ultimately does he he does start doing his circuit in uh Europe and that's and mm. he was in um the San Antonio area when the war with Mexico started or maybe it was that might have been earlier. <laughs> I wrote it down. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so this time he does adopt two cool new tricks. It's the straight jacket, like we said already. Yeah. Um, he just adds that one into his show and into the police stuff. And often he would be straight jacketed, then chained, then handcuffed, then yada, yada, yada. Right. Nothing could stop the guy. He just didn't give a fuck. Then he started doing his trick called the needles. And the needles freaks me the fuck out. But what here's, is that? here's what he does. He stands in front of a crowd. Maybe it's the police, maybe it's at the show, and he's got a whole bunch of sewing needles. And he and he has 15 people from the crowd come up and each grab a needle, and he's like, stick it in my face. What? And they do. That's not a trick. <laughs> right? <laughs> a, here, put this in me. And then and then he just bows. Ta-da! He, that's, what, that's the whole thing? No. He actually put the needles in his face like a pincushion, and then he would take them out one at a time and swallow them, and oh. then... He would go, okay, the needles are gone. He'd open his mouth and have somebody examine his mouth to make sure they're not in his mouth. And then he'd turn around, turn back around, and he pulls a piece of string out of his mouth with the needles thread on it. Doot, 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 doot. Pulls all 15 what? of them out of his mouth. I imagine 
I, I have my own theory of how this works. Did they ever get announced of how? Yeah. So he swallows the needles. The thread is already in there. And then in his esophagus, he threads it. <laughs> and then <laughs> That was my theory. Nice. No. He, no. Does he swallow? He swallows more needles with the thread already tied around before well, the fact. And then he just swallows the needles they give him? Yeah. What I This dental plate thing kept coming up. When he was a kid and like earlier, earlier, he, he saw at the circus people would hang on ropes by their teeth. What he didn't realize is that they're actually using a mouthpiece. This is like a circus trick. Right. So he didn't realize they were using a mouthpiece. He bit onto a rope and tried to hang from it, and his front teeth ripped out. So his front teeth are, are, are an insert. An, an insert. It's a dental plate. He can pop them out? He could pop them out. So I think he hit a fucking all kinds of shit in there. He probably had <laughs> uh, he probably had picks he forgot he put in there last February. And he's got a whole line of needles on a thread already on there and when he puts the needles in his mouth i don't know he's a trickster maybe he just hit him under his tongue or he would ask for a drink of water and spit him in the cup yeah i read that might be what he was doing but yeah everybody agreed that he already had him thread in his mouth and he just pulls him out like ha ha but if you don't i mean if you see a, go- a di- cool guy shit. do that in front of you yeah yeah everybody went the fuck? He's Did like, he just swallow needles? He just like dances off stage. Just like, <laughs> That's pretty cool, huh? Da, 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 da. Yeah. You see that? Hey, I'm disgusting. My <laughs> stomach's full of needles. <laughs> yeah, the needles freaked me out when I read about it, and I think it probably adequately freaked everybody out when they saw it. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. And that one I'm pretty sure he invented. So he starts amping up the audience challenges. Hey, lock me into anything you want. Um, one dickhead named uh, William Hodgson. Dickhead. Well, I just say he's a dickhead because he's used to handcuffs. He can pick locks. That's what he does. This motherfucker brings up, uh, I think I told you about this before, thumb cuffs. Oh, yeah. And thumb cuffs is just a metal plate with two holes in it. You put your thumbs in there. And on the opposite end, there's two pins that crisscross. So one pin points up into your thumb and the other pin points down into your thumb. But actually, he's going into your thumb, like the pins are. Well, the more that you, the more pressure you put into it, the more the pins push up. Right. So it's not a lock; it's just a fucking device that holds your thumbs in place. And the more you fight it, the more the pins poke into your body. Right. And when the guy brought him up, he was like, "All right, yeah, okay." So the guy put him on, and he just ripped his fucking thumbs out. Yeah. And the needles cut down to the bone. He was like, "God." Fuck you. Yeah. Threw the cuffs back at him. He's like, are you impressed? Everybody fucking happy? <laughs> I pick locks, you asshole. <laughs> I just had to fuck up my thumbs for you. So did he uh, Did he say anything about being upset about the guy doing that? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was pissed off. Yeah. He's, and this sort of starts his whole thing where he's like, I do tricks. Mm. I am not magic. Yeah. And he, he did seem frustrated that he had to explain that where he's like, no, I don't. I don't change shape i don't summon spirits these are illusions yeah so if you make me swallow a hot iron ball i will die it's yeah. not, i can't get out of any scenario it has to be the scenario i present yeah fuck face like, i practice this all the time yeah. to get good at it, then i come and show you fuckers and well you could pay. you imagine if if you know the trick you're doing is that you're just really good at picking locks yeah and then everybody's like He's magic. Yeah. He's like, you fucking morons. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. People. So then he starts touring Europe. And uh, there's not much to tell. It's the same gig. Police department, take off your clothes, get chained, do the theater show. Everybody's amazed. Challenge the audience. Talk shit on his brother. Sardine sort of followed him there. And he's like, 
there's this other magician who's stealing my tricks, and I'm going to do better than him. And uh, just did that over and over again. There was a fun story that the, uh, I think his name is Melville, was like the main commissioner for Scotland Yard. Um, he said that when they have criminals, they really don't want to go anywhere. They chain them with their arms behind their backs around this big pillar. Hmm. And he was like, who do you can't get out of that? Because we chain their hands away from each other by about two or three feet. Yeah. He's around this huge pillar. You can't pick it. So he's like, hey, get out of this motherfucker. He can. Ties him up. And he's like, hey, let's let's go to lunch. You know, and he takes some officers, and they start walking out. And Houdini runs up behind him about <laughs> two and a half minutes behind him. Like, hey, I could do lunch. Hey. <laughs> Put the chains in his hand. And, uh, yeah, Melville was like, the fuck are you? How do you do this? He's like, huh? What? I thought we were talking about food now. What? I'm hungry. Didn't you say lunch? <laughs> I heard lunch. I just popped out. Yeah, a lot of it, I think he... I think he just had an arsenal of shit he could do. He could pick a lock. He could probably move his... One-handed. Yeah, I think. And there was also some stuff I read about. There's a way that you can, like, push your wrists out when you get handcuffed to make people think that your wrists are bigger. I, I don't know. Or once they lock loose. them, you can just, yeah, slide out. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm anything. sure he probably figured out all the shit that you yeah. could possibly use, yeah. Yeah, he could just do whatever. Hmm. Um, this is near the time he starts being chained up and jumping into bodies of water water yeah dangerous he jumps into the scene um the french river and uh he does even say before he does these tricks he's like yeah this is a trick i know what i'm doing but i could die yeah he would always say that like yeah i, I could this i mean the possibility it's not air underwater <laughs> I, I might die. Like, no, he can escape anything. Shove him in now. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Fuck! <laughs> no, 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 no. He's magic. He can breathe underwater. <laughs> he can fucking breathe underwater. He's magic. If he doesn't come back up, it probably just means he's back up at, at the you know stage. We shall go back there. <laughs> he's down there drowning. And they all run back expecting him. They're like, this is going to be great. And he's just a corpse. Yeah. Well, he also did... Um, the uh, Russian police did not take kindly to his challenge to tie him up. Why? They just thought it was like an insult or like a fucker just comes in here and breaks out of all our shit. Yeah. I mean, it does kind of sound like the, the Russian mentality. They were like, oh, yeah? Fuck you. Because <laughs> what they do instead of chaining him up and playing along with his game to get the advertising, they um, throw him into their Siberian prison camp prisoner transport, which is a metal box. Oh, my. It's just a metal box. That's all it is. Yeah. And the bolts on it are so big it takes two guys to lock it. Like, huge iron doors. Jesus. So Houdini, um, at least what I read about it, they they said that he sort of anticipated this. So he had an assistant actually go fuck with the box. Dude, that's funny. Yeah. Where they, he, was, he just sent the guy. He's like, go find out. Go look at it in case they throw me in there. Like, what would I need to do to get out? And the guy got underneath it, and it's held up by a wooden beams. So he's like, if I could just cut through the floor... Um, then he could just break the wood and slide out through. Yeah. So he's like, mm, nobody's around. So he actually just cut a hole into the floor, put it back. And then when Houdini was thrown in there, <laughs> that's so funny. He was just like, crawled out of the floor and just walked up to the commissioner nude. And he's like, the fuck? How did you get out of my box? And he's like, <laughs> Magic. I'm Houdini, motherfucker. Look at my dick. Dude, that's funny Da-da-da. because he already knew it existed. He's like, it'd be pretty shitty if they did that because that's not necessarily what I do. But yeah. in case they do, fuck it. Let's just go ahead just and play their game. He did so much recon before these types of things. He just was several steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few incidences that are coming up that are pretty fun like that that he does. 
Um, around this time, he because he's in Europe and most of the historical magicians are from Europe, uh, Rudan, his uh, Robert, sorry, his, his uh, hero is from France. So he starts looking into him. And around this time, um, there are people other than Hardeen who are imitating his act. And because it's not his brother, it pisses him off. Yeah. And he's not doing too much about it at this point, but he's mad. And they're going by names like... Rodini or Boudini, and they're just ripping off his right. stage show. Are they even? Are they as good as his act? I doubt it. Yeah. No, because we don't even know who they are. Yeah. They're dead now. Yeah. Rodini. What a dickhead. Makes me think of like some kind of spaghetti or something. Like <laughs> that makes me hungry. Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Chef Rodini. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chef Boyo Rodini. <laughs> um. But because he's pissed off about these imitators, he starts looking into his old hero, and some of the old magicians, uh, like one of his heroes, Harry Keller, is actually still alive. Harry Keller, unfortunately, tells him, he's like, well, I know that you named yourself after Robert uh, Howden, but you know he didn't come up with any of his acts. He just ripped off the old guys. He was an imitator. And Harry was so pissed off, he started writing books about how he hates imitators, and he hates Robert, and... He hated Robert? Yeah, he hated his old hero. What? Just because someone made a shitty comment to him? Well, everything that he could find is that the guy never innovated anything. I mean, at this point in Houdini's career, he's already invented several tricks. Yeah. Uh, and he found out that his hero really never did. He was a... He just copied the same shit. That... Yeah. Not a great escape artist. Didn't come up with any card tricks. He was just a run-of-the-mill imitator who wrote a decent book that captivated him when he was nine. So he's like, fuck that guy. Bummer. And he gets all mad about it and starts writing about him. But he starts, uh, at this point, collecting old magic shit, just old tricks, and reading a lot about the guys. He's honestly kind of a scholar of magic. Like He would, he had this huge collection of books and memorabilia and just knew everything about everybody. It was, hmm. it was his bag. He was really into it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's the way I am with um, beer. It's pretty much the same thing. I think. If you, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted just just a nice dead silence behind that. Be like, your joke is not funny. So <laughs> no, I liked it. Uh, this is about the time that he buys his mom a big ass house in a German speaking neighborhood. I just wrote that down because he was really happy about it. In a German, so he moved his mom back to Germany or to no, Germany. No, it's actually just a German speaking neighborhood in um, oh to New York. Oh, nice. Because she only spoke German, he wanted to be around people that. Did it say where in New York? Actually, the address is somewhere because I think it's still around. Oh, nice. Yeah, but that's where she lived. He was psyched about it. Um, there was another incident called the Mirror Cuffs. It's called the Mirror Cuffs because every time he'd go to a show, he'd challenge people like, hey, I bet you can't uh, lock me down. Well, it's a publication called The Daily Mirror, which is actually still around, huh. um, challenged him and said, well, we will have a guy uh, who's going to come lock you up in these pair of cuffs and he's like sure and when the guy got there with the cuffs they were not like traditional cuffs they're like one big metal piece that loops around on your wrists yeah and the lock at least they said was built by a master locksmith who'd worked at the lock for five years you'll never get out of it Mm. so he's like yeah i'll try it so they lock him in and he goes behind his curtain and the real show that he puts on is the anticipation of whether or not he'll get out. They said he was in there for an hour and a half where he, you could see the curtain moving and he's like, yeah, uh, damn he'd, thing. He'd come out of the curtains with his shirt open and he's all sweating 
and he examines the lock under the lights like, hmm, yes, and go back, <laughs> and he'd struggle, and he'd come out and ask for a drink of water, and uh, at one point he came out, and he's like, uh, I need extra time, I can't do this, and the guy was like, too bad, you said you were going to do it, so he's like, okay, so he went back in, finally comes out, and he's out of the cuffs, and the crowd goes crazy, he's like, oh my god, he really can't be held by anything, it took him an hour and a half, uh, and everybody was sufficiently impressed. Yeah. That sounds badass. It was fake. The whole thing? Yeah. Ah, oh, even the... Was this all just, like, stage help? Yep. Oh. So, the this master blacksmith was a blacksmith that he knew, and he had him make, make a pair that looked complicated, but there he had the key. <laughs> he had the key? He had the guy he build him. pick it? <laughs> and then he hit, he hit up the Daily Mirror, and he's like, I'm a big name, you're a big name, let's help each other out. That's actually pretty funny. And Dual advertising. I love that he's made people sit around for an hour and a half. Like, ugh, 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 ugh. <laughs> right. Come on, I need more time. Ugh. Let me see these in the lights. Can you imagine that? After just 20 minutes of being like, oh, okay, I've done a lot of grunting. What should I do now? You know, I'm going to stick with more grunting. Yeah, they're... I saw one guy say that. He's like, I bet he was just reading a paper back there. <laughs> just, just, just reading the sports page like, hmm, oh. just going... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, occasionally just ripping at his shirt <laughs> to make it look like he's struggling. And apparently, this is what he did all the time. Yeah. If if he had a pair of cuffs that he de- definitely knew how to get out of, but they looked um, scary, sophisticated. Yeah, he'd go behind the curtain and kick it and grunt and roll around and play be completely out of them and just play around and <laughs> jump out. Ha ha. That's pretty funny. And the crowd is always like, oh my gosh. I wonder when he figured that out, if he figured it out early on, if like if he did it instantly and just came out, everyone's like, well, that's impressive, but then it was just exactly. done. Or if he was like, you know what, if I wait a little bit longer, mm-hmm. they... Uh... How do you create drama? Yeah. And grunts. at first, grunts was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a pretty uh, lady who helps you do everything and then grunt. Yeah. Later on, and this starts with the jumping in the water tricks, he realizes that the drama comes from people being like, Oh fuck! He's gonna die. He's not gonna make it. Yeah. Yeah, and this is when he he starts like actually putting himself in danger. Wow. Um. The there's a little bit that he made like a he made a magazine, but it's not around anymore. I'm not gonna talk about it. Um. I already talked about the Rudinis and the Bodinis. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Oh, actually, this is the time when he stopped taking shit. Um. He would go to these people's shows. Put on a fake mustache, and when they would do the part of the show where they would challenge the audience, he would jump up with a pair of cuffs, like the mirror ones that are actually pretty difficult to pick. And be like, get out of these, bitch! <laughs> and they and then they'd put them on, and be like, okay, and then he'd rip the mustache off and be like, ha ha, I am Houdini. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was a few stories that he liked to brag about that they couldn't get out of him. That's pretty funny. And. Even though he needed a key. <laughs> well, yeah, he may not have been able to get out of the fucking things either. But yeah, he was he was pissed off, so he would challenge them in public, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna replicate my show? Come get chained up and jump in the river with me." Yeah. And when they don't show up, he would be like, "I'm see? the best." Now I will be chained up and jump in the river for all you fine folks, and then come see me tonight. Don't see that. Don't go see that guy. That's pretty cool. I liked that he was like, "Yeah, he just fuckers. didn't. He didn't take shit, and he turned everything into advertising." Yeah, smart, smart guy. And a guy who's willing to jump into a river chained. I mean, he also had balls of steel. This sounds kind of, I mean, I, I watched The Prestige, the movie The Prestige. 
Yeah. And they didn't really think too much of it because it seemed to be all fictional. It sounds like yeah. they've taken quite a bit of. I haven't seen that. The prestige. Yeah. yeah. So it's got a, you know, it's got, uh, oh shit, I can't remember anyone's names. <laughs> uh, the guy who played Wolverine. I'll look it up real quick. Hugh Jackman. Oh, he, yeah. And it's also got the guy in Newsies and Batman. Uh, Christian Bale. Thank you so much. Dude, <laughs> I love both of those guys, Those too, are right? both, yeah, good actors. But anyway, so yeah, they're in it, and they're they're competing magicians around oh, yeah. the time frame. And the internet says it's uh, it stars uh, Wolverine and Batman. Yeah. And Black Widow. And David Bowie? David Bowie's in this movie? I do not remember that. I'm definitely going to see this movie now. I Anyways, love David Bowie. It's an interesting movie, but nonetheless, I thought everything about it was mostly fiction. You know, they, they kind of did some the same, like, they're doing magic tricks, they're competing against each other and shit. Yeah. And they're trying to up each other. But it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a lot of, they've taken quite a bit of, oh. at least to use in a fictional way, they've taken some of the real... I'm going to have to see this movie. Because yeah. the internet just said that David Bowie plays uh, Nikola Tesla. Oh my fucking god! I didn't even think about it. And I fucking love Holy David Bowie shit. and Tesla. I'm yeah. so hard right now. I love Tesla. David oh, Bowie, yeah, he's okay. Ground control <laughs> to Major Tom. He knows. That's my favorite part of the whole song. He knows. What is it they say? They say they love so you. you. Tell your wife. Yeah, tell my wife I love her or something. Or they know. Oh shit, I don't I think, remember. I don't know. We're something. making asses of ourselves. Now, she but... knows. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, go listen to Ziggy Stardust. Hey, the <laughs> advertiser for this segment is to go listen oh, to. How do uh, I skip this? Skip, Ziggy, skip the ad. Ziggy Stardust uh, and the and the spiders from Mars. Five album. more seconds. Actually, left. listen to the album right before Four, that. Honky Dory. Honky Dory is a very one, good album. Skip. So at this point, Houdini starts. Um, he this is another of his innovations. Yeah. Back then, they used to ship milk in huge containers. What do you mean? So when you think of it like a milk can, that's even kind of old fashioned now. Um, it's sort of like a beer bottle where you've got a wide opening and then a, a beer. It's top. like a glass, right? That's why I think of like old timey. Yeah. Milk milk jugs, milk glasses. It's a huge tin can, essentially. That, oh. So the milk that people used to ingest, I guess, was just more than people drink now because they used to ship them in cans so big a person could fit in them. Jesus. We're still talking like bigger than a keg? It's huge, yeah. Fuck. Now, it's not comfortable, but he could fit into one of these things. And I don't know where he got the idea from. His twisted mind saw one of these milk jugs and was like, I'm getting in that. Yeah. So he turned that into a trick where he would fill it full of water and then get in it, and all the water would displace so people would see that there's water in it. He'd go down, his assistants would put on a top and lock it, and then they'd put up the curtain, and within a few seconds, he's out. Ta-da! And he's covered in water. Yeah. So, well, actually, it wasn't a few seconds. It was a couple minutes. That That's sort of the big give of this trick is he's in there for about the time that a person would drown right so what he would do is he would he would get in the water and he'd go okay everybody i'm about to get immersed i'm gonna get in and i want you to hold your breath hold your breath as long as you can and i'm gonna be in here so brilliant so he gets in they lock it and the whole audience is (gasps) and after about 30 seconds they're going oh gosh how's he and even the best among them has got about a minute and then they're choking they're like he's still in there like get him out he's dying guys is he is he dead? And then a little past the point where you would actually drown, he jumps out Ta-da! from behind the curtain. Um, That's cool. So the magic behind that is that, like 
the character from Waterworld, he actually had gills. <laughs> he had gills behind his ears. So it's not even that is not really a trick. He just he can breathe underwater. It's not really <laughs> it's not a trick. Nothing is really a trick. Now I'm trying to figure it out. I could think of a whole bunch. I mean, I, I imagine that if it's locked from the outside, somebody else to lock it, or it's a fake lock. But also, I'm wondering if the, how much water is actually in there. If he gets in there and actually pours out, that could be a trick in itself that you, there's not as much water. You have quite a magician's mind. Huh? You broke it down really well. So think about it. It's a bottleneck. Yeah. So when his body gets in, he displaces water. Right. So he displaces his weight's worth of water. Right. So that bottleneck section is... Open. Empty. His There's no water. Fine. There's no water in it because his body displaced that water, right. so he can breathe. I mean, I mean, if it's, it's if it's an airtight seal, he's still got however much ten minutes or so, yeah. whatever. But it's not going to be airtight. It's a trick, right? So he's fine. He's just sitting there, like okay. Like the audience is literally holding their breath more than he is. He gets in there and it's <laughs> yeah. like, this is fine. <sighs> this is. It's like the water's a little chilly, but I don't know if I want to pay to have it heated. <laughs> So he just waits. He waits until the audience is uncomfortable, and the lid is a fake top. That's it. Yeah. So the locks are real, but they lock onto the neck, which just have pins in them. He just pops the pins out, lifts up the top, comes out. That's funny. I mean, all this is done behind a curtain. So mm. really, it's more about the drama that they think is what's going on. Which just makes it fun. It's like I mean, it's a trick. Every single magic show, I mean, it's fun to think of it as magic. Yeah. But all of it's, yeah, there's it's something a trick. to it. Yeah. It's fun. It's like if you saw his early metamorphosis, it's obvious to a person to just go, well, there's a fake back. But if you do that trick fast enough, you'll go, huh, How the fuck? I don't think I could do it in that time. Yeah. And you can't because you haven't practiced. Yeah. So it's still amazing in and of itself. And yeah. the fact that he could make these tricks that were just neat to watch. Did um, they ever get any like uh, film of, the, of his tricks? Was... Yeah, a few of them. Yeah. There's not a ton. Uh, the big ones that you'll find is him jumping into rivers and there's one of him being hung upside down, chained, uh, shackled in I a think I've ever seen pictures I don't know if I've ever seen videos but I think there's I've seen a, pictures there's a couple well he's actually in a few movies what? yeah he had a very brief uh, Hollywood career so you can look at those interesting I didn't watch Did the he... whole bits but I watched little bits of them was he playing a character that was just a character in a movie or was he playing like for magic stuff? he was playing I mean he was always the protagonist but the, he would always escape something or do a trick to yeah that's cool beat the bad guys nice yeah he really, really wanted to be a Hollywood star. It didn't work out. Bummer. That's fine. Um, let's see. Yeah, he's, he's doing more of his uh, manacled uh, jumping off bridge shit. Oh, this is an interesting part that, because you did the, the Wright Brothers, because this is around that time. Yeah. He picked up on airplanes being cool, and he's a successful guy, so he just bought one. He bought, <laughs> he bought a biplane. Really? Was it one of the Wright Brothers? Uh, it's plane? their design. That's badass. I don't know if they built it or not, but it's their design. And he wanted to use it as advertising. So he's like, well, I'm going to get used to the thing, and I'm going to fly it. And I'm going to fly it around cities with my name on it and shit. That's crazy, dude. And But he wanted his name to be down in it. Like He knows that if you get your name out there, people will pay to see your show. So he's like, I want to be the first person to fly somewhere. Yeah. And... He looked into it, and he's like, nobody has successfully flown in Australia. Like like what you were saying with the Wright Brothers, there is a, a list of things that you have to do to be considered true flight. Yeah. So nobody done it in Australia yet. So he shipped up his plane. We're going to Australia. I'm going to be the first fucking guy to do it. That's cool. So he just, 
He did, did it? He just did. Oh, my God. Now, what time frame was this when he did it? Oh, man, I didn't write down a... N- oh, 1920. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. March of 1920, yeah. Now, I did see a conflicting thing that another guy did it, like, a couple hours before he did. Oh, really? He was competing with the guy. Oh, that sucks. But that guy, because there was a lot of wind on the field they were at, that guy did it. They were waiting for the wind to die down, and he did it about 2 in the morning, and there was, like... The witness no was way. like his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Houdini so, um, waited until the sun came up because he's smart. Right. And everybody wrote it down. So actually, Australia recognizes that. There's plaques and shit. He's the, the, the first man to do true flight, which makes him the 25th person on Earth to, to fly a plane under the what you would consider true flight. That's cool. Yeah. That's badass. So very cool. There, um, there was a... A lot of pilots were being killed back then from shit crashing. Yeah. And he did a um, a uh, benefit for a pilot who had died to raise money for his family in which he had somebody else fly his plane 50 feet up. He shackled himself and jumped out of the plane into Lake Michigan. What? Oh, <laughs> my God. I don't know how else better way to raise money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but seriously. Uh, that, that family at least got probably some good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at a good funeral. Shit, man. Just jumped off, chained in Lake Michigan. Um, keeps doing more of this shit. He got, uh, he, at this point, he starts getting into wooden boxes, weighed down by metal, chain the boxes, throw it in a river. Everybody waits. He pops out alive. Jesus Christ. I mean, this is shit that, yeah, it's a trick. I'm sure the box has a, a false open or something well you have to have but like he's still chained down underwater yeah, like yeah there's still risk obviously always but yeah you got to be so comfortable with knowing how to do you know anything that goes wrong do it a thousand times you know obviously outside of water and yeah if the mechanism doesn't work it's supposed to there's gotta be a backup and yeah i mean it's all gonna take constant um training and nerves of steel so, balls of steel yeah and trusting in all your senses and all this shit to get into a fucking box and be thrown in the river. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, especially because it's got to be cold and shit too, man. Even that's hypothermia true. has just got something you got to be aware of. It's just going to be a thing, yeah. I wonder, does that mean that there's boxes? Is there Houdini boxes down yeah. in Michigan Lake right now? That you can oh, <laughs> no, because they were always trick boxes. They retrieve them. He's oh, like, yeah. I need that for the next lake. That makes sense. Yeah, but those boxes are around. Yeah, they're in um, David Blaine's personal collection and people, what? Like, people like that. David Blaine Taylor. has them? But guys like that all have his shit. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's around. He had a huge collection of handcuffs that people fought over and uh, went through different auctions and stuff for years. This is when he implements another one of his innovations that nobody else had come up with. He called it the water torture cell, or sometimes he would call it the Chinese water torture cell. Mm. Um, at least that's how he'd publish it. In his notes, he called it the upside down trick, which is much nicer i like that he like we're okay this is one where i'm upside down so we'll call it that it's, yeah but then we goes to advertise like the chinese because it just sounds cool to have it, the word chinese in there that yeah. has nothing to do with anything probably right <laughs> no. just, yeah. the fact that it's chinese that's not a, i don't know where the, that comes from like the alabama make... slammer you just got throwing some state <laughs> right. and it sounds cooler <laughs> to make something. people go oh it's exotic yeah he's been around so the water torture cell is a glass box that he gets his feet chained and cuffed into the top of it. Right. And then they lift him up by ropes, and he's dropped into the water upside down. And then they lock the top. Right. So the crowd sees him in a water 
container and he's his feet are chained in and he always has an assistant come out with an axe to be it's like just in case because i could die and then they put up the curtains and then again like the like the milk jug he waits until people are sufficiently worried that he's dead and then pops out so he puts up the curtains still and that axing that's also in the uh, prestige brilliant it's a it's a common it's his box he's probably not in real danger he has the guy with the axe to add to the drama it makes it seem way cool yeah and this one i couldn't find out what the trick is other than it just seems obvious he just gets out of it he just picks the locks yeah he just climbs up the side of it and does his feet and comes out Mm. it's probably a false top yeah um but again it's if you're sitting in the crowd whoa it looks cool and this one is one that people love like so the water the milk jug i guess just because you don't see him get into it maybe they can suspend some disbelief but in this one you see him upside down it's glass it looks cooler you see that the box looks like it's too small for him to crawl around the top in and you see him immersed in water before the curtain goes up so everybody gets a little nervous and then he pops out so he saw that as like an improvement on his milk can yeah i'm gonna keep doing this one when people see me their eyes are enormous and he's like that's cool i'm gonna do that dude that's so genius to bring in somebody with an axe too just like (laughs) he's just standing there (laughs) seriously fuck it is because they don't know yeah they're like oh my god he might actually not make it out so and the guy would be looking at his watch the guy with the axe because he's like i've been told you know whatever four and a half minutes i need to break this thing yeah so the crowd is like oh shit we might watch a dude drown right now this is awesome yeah i love it when people drown that guy i wonder how much that guy got paid just to hold an axe and look at a watch probably a lot maybe so because i what if something does go wrong and he does need to break the glass you want somebody you trust pay him well that's I mean, he, true you know god he's 12 bucks a week yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it's like this is what i paid my mother for many years you're lucky to get in that um this actually, there's a movie called Houdini from 1952 starring Tony Curtis. Um, and in that movie, the character of Houdini dies during this trick. That's not how he actually dies in real life. No, that's not how he dies in real life. I don't know why they chose that because the way he dies in real life is a little bit more odd. It's yeah. a better story. But I don't know. If, if your whole thing is to flaunt this... Um, Possibility um, of dying in the... Yeah, where you, where you tease death. To, to make the narrative be that death catches up with you from your own device. Eh, I can yeah. see that. Tony Curtis might be into that. I'm mm. not into that. Yeah. I'm more into, like, when people get hit by a bus. He didn't, though. <laughs> there weren't buses yet. Oh. <laughs> um, he, uh, like I said earlier, he gets straight-jacketed, chained, hung up by his feet, and then hung by a big crane over main streets of cities. But that's so crazy. Just just a wild thing to do. And then, uh, yeah, he'd put on his show, just wrangle around to get out of the straitjacket, to get out of the chains. Um, and then once he was free, he would he would lift himself upright and, ha-ha, ha-ha, thank you. I wonder how long it took him to get out of a straitjacket. And the more I'm thinking about it, like, the more I'm laughing, like, if everything was just really gimmicky, like... He gets into his straight jacket and like once the curtain goes up, it's just got like buttons. He like just like pulls it off and like kind of like the lock just is made of sugar, just kind of crumbles under the water. You and he's see. just kicking the he's kicking the curtain. <laughs> like, oh, 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 he's like outside of the glass thing. All the water pours out. And he like closes the glass yeah. door. <laughs> well, so he did 
start the straitjacket trick like that behind the curtain. And then he realized that to get out of a real straitjacket isn't impossible, yeah. but it is a physical-looking thing. Yeah. So we started doing it without the curtain, where people would see him actually sort of dislocate his arm a little bit and kick and kick and get out of the thing. And, again, he's all about drama. He's like, that makes more drama. Them seeing me actually do it, because it's not a trick. Yeah. I, I, I just know how to do it, and it takes some physical endurance, and I wrangle around. That's cool. And um, in one of the movies that he's in, that you can see that he, he gets out of it for, I, I don't know what the narrative is. It's a silent movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to read. Yeah. You just add in your own grunts. <laughs> right. <laughs> you see on the screen, yeah. grunt, grunt, uh, grunt, uh, uh, grunt. And then it says, you'll never get away with this. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's my, I added the voice. Yeah. I added the emphasis. I'm sorry. He never actually like hurts or like hits anybody. He just like keeps getting captured and like gets out of it. He's like, oh, get back here, you guys. Quit kidnapping what me. Can, the best superhero is the one who always gets caught, always <laughs> escapes, and then that's the only never thing does, He never does anything. Hey, you get your hands off her. He and gets... they handcuff him and he gets loose and chases him. He's like, you better get your hands off her. And then they put him in a straight jacket and he gets out. And then one guy shoots him in the hand. He's like, ow. And then he like. Check this out. <laughs> I can absorb bullets. Um. Yeah, he he does really enjoy putting on a the drama. So he actually starts having people build his tricks on stage in front of the audience. So Weird. he would have them build a wooden box in front of everybody, and have somebody come up from the crowd and look at it and make sure that there's nothing messing around with it. It's just a wooden box, with big nails. He gets in it. They lock it. Curtain goes up. Curtain goes up. He jumps out. How does he? Uh, how old is he getting at this point? Now that he's he is in his thirties now, about this time. Oh, so he's only been. So we're still talking about like this has been a decade while he's going around like to Europe yeah. and coming just back and making new tricks, impressing everybody, taking his clothes ass. off in police departments and. <laughs> Dude, I think about this and I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, he's now. In his, I don't know what time he dies. I don't know how old he is, but I was like, imagine you're gonna be like, yeah, he's getting like late forties. No, he's I doing thirties. Thirties into forties, yeah, is when he starts doing these more elaborate. Like, he would have people come up and build a brick wall on the stage in front of everybody. Yeah. Actually, build a brick box, and then he gets into the box and then gets out. That's cool. So it's like, not a brick box, obviously. It's not a brick ceiling, but it's brick four walls, and they put something on top of it, and he gets out of that. Yeah. Um, he gets out of all this shit because he's paying the people building it, you guys. Yeah. Come on. It's a yeah. fucking trick. Yeah. But... Yeah. He's like, I found yeah. these construction workers. Have I ever spoken to you, sir? And like, he's like, no. Nope. He's like, see? Very good. And then let's go. And they shake hands. Hello, Harry. Hello. John. Yeah. John. Hello. Hello, Harry. Hello. Hello. Uh, these men are certified contractors, and they're actors. Yeah. Oh, they're certified contractors. <laughs> I've never met them before. They are not being paid for this? No? Okay, very good. Let's build a wall that I cannot escape from. Dum -dum. And then the music comes up. Dun, 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 dun. And then he just sits down and reads a paper while they build the wall, and the drama falls off. But then it comes back. <laughs> yeah, so that that's what I have. If we're going to cut this into two pieces, um, what comes up next is more about death and less about tricks and more about exposing fuckface fraudsters. And this is my – I like this stuff too. This I is think you'd shit. like this part. So tune in for part two of Harry Houdini. Harry's Houdini. Houdini's Harry. How hairy was his Houdini? I hope he 
he did some decent maintenance because he's constantly taking his clothes off. He doesn't want everybody to go, fuck. Jesus. Look at that Jew. I'll just pay, <laughs> I'll just pay you right now. Just Quite a Jew fro you, you got don't going have on to, down there. You don't have to escape. This is, this is good. I like this. Here you go. <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. <laughs>